0: Well, we welcome you to White House First United Methodist Church and we're so glad that you have tuned in to this podcast, really looking forward to what the Lord has in store in these next few minutes that we will have together. did want to mention a couple of things that are happening at the church this week. On Wednesday night, we will be having our family fellowship meal at six o'clock and it'll be followed by a very special service as our confirmation class will be recognized and many of them will be baptized and they will all be uh, remembered and accomplished uh, of this very special time in their life and having special prayer for each of them and would invite for you to come. And again, that'll be at 7 o'clock on Wednesday night. And then Saturday... We will be having our Easter egg hunt April 1st, and that is not an April Fool's, but April 1st at 3 o'clock in the afternoon in the uh, right close to the sanctuary, right off of 31W, we'll be having our gathering and uh, hope that you will invite your kids, your grandkids, your neighbors to come and join this very special time uh, with us. But at this time, we do want to get started with our podcast and want to start with a word of prayer. Lord God, I thank you for today. I thank you for giving us the opportunity to be able to come by way of technology, to hear your word proclaimed, and to be able to sing praises to you. God, I pray that wherever these people that are listening are at, physically and spiritually, that you will meet them right where they're at, so that they will be able to hear from you today It's all about walking today, and I pray that you will help us as we look at our steps and we look at the directions in which we are going. God, we love you, and we thank you, and we pray these things in your Son's precious and holy name. Amen.
1: i Yeah.
0: So today, in our time together, we are going to be looking at Romans chapter 8, verses 5 through 11. We will get to that Romans 8 very shortly, but want to start a little differently. I want us to turn our attention to a couple of chapters before in Romans 6, verse 23. And I want us to hear that verse as we begin. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Now that verse, there's a lot of people that focus on the first part and it's what we deserve for our sin. Hear it again. For the wages of sin is death. That's how we view ourselves from time to time. Dirty sinners who have narrowly escaped a horrible death and we focused on our past and even present sin. But if we focus on the sin rather than God's plan for restoration, as we find in the second part of that verse, where it says, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. If we focus on that part of that free gift, then... Our entire spiritual perspective gets off balance. We have both to deal with. Focusing on the sin, but also focusing on what God has for us. If we're only looking at one or the other, we get off balance. Emphasizing the sin directs all the attention to self. What I have done, how I have acted, where I have been. And this self-centeredness will never lead to the peaceful assurance of salvation that the Lord has provided. When we focus on ourselves, we leave little room for God. Well, now we turn over a couple of chapters from the verse that we just looked at and find more explanations in how we should be living on a daily basis. As we'll see... It really comes down to how we walk daily. Let's find out what that means in this scripture. Here now, Romans 8, verses 5 through 11. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the Spirit set their minds on the things of the Spirit. To set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace. For this reason, the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law. Indeed, it cannot. And those who are in the flesh cannot please God. But you are not in the flesh, you are in the Spirit, since the Spirit of God dwells in you. Anyone who does not have the Spirit of Christ does not belong to him. But if Christ is in you, though the body is dead because of sin, the Spirit is life because of righteousness. The spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you. He who raised Christ from the dead will give life to your mortal bodies also through his spirit that dwells in you. This is the word of God for the people of God. And we say, thanks be to God. Very powerful explanation that we have in these verses that we just read. Now, If you notice, verse 6 that I just read is very similar to Romans 6.23 that we read earlier. The key is, our Lord would have us focus not on our problem, but on His solution. Again, listen to that again. The key is, our Lord would have us to focus not on the problem but on His solution. You see, Romans six twenty three and Romans 8, 6 are not just a condemnation for sin. They are also a proclamation of salvation. The Apostle Paul boldly declares that God saw our dire situation and acted on His own initiative to rescue us. The Heavenly Father graciously handed salvation over to us as a free gift. It's up to us whether we'll accept this gift or not. When we do, Paul demonstrates in these verses how we keep living out our salvation. And it truly comes down to a matter of walking, as I said at the beginning. So the question that want us to focus on today is what kind of walking are we doing today? Are we walking in the flesh or are we walking in the spirit? Let's look at the differences in the two. First one is the flesh walking. Truth is, if we saw the ugliness of sin that we do on a regular basis like God does, we'd be so grossed out we would desire never to walk in the flesh again. And in this scripture, Paul is using the term flesh, other translations may say sinful nature, to describe the mindset of rebellious humanity which is a mental and spiritual habit of choking that pulls people and communities deeper and deeper down the spiral of failure that makes them hostile to God, as verse 7 put it. The flesh is not a reference solely to immoral behavior or excesses of fleshly passions like lust, Gluttony, drunkenness, and so forth. Instead, those fleshly sins can also be sins of the Spirit, like greed, envy, bitterness, grudge-holding, spitefulness. These are sins that emerge not from the Spirit of God, but by walking in the flesh. Or that is, feeding and nurturing our base human desires. If the only thing we're constantly thinking about is gratifying our own desires and serving only ourselves, chances are you probably will. That, says Paul, is the kind of thinking that leads to spiritual death, as we saw in verse 6. That, my friends, is walking in the flesh in the worst kind of way. I pray that we know that this is not the only way of life. We can be freed from the law of sin and death by having Jesus in our lives. But if we don't allow Him access into our lives on a regular basis through prayer and reading His Word and Bible study, like we were talking about Last week with drinking from that living water. We'll notice that we will continue to make more and more mistakes until we find ourselves way off the mark, out of bounds, and in a deep spiritual trouble. But there is a different way of walking. And that is spirit walking. So how is that done, you might ask? It's an attitude change and looking at things from a different perspective. It's explained in that verse 5 that we begin with. Listen to that again. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit set their minds on the things of the Spirit. So rather than simply focusing on all the mistakes we've done, the goal, according to Paul, is to reorient the mind toward the target. And I pray that our target is being more and more like Christ. We get out of ourselves and are controlled by the Spirit of Christ, the Spirit of God who lives within us. Again, when we are self-absorbed, Errors continue to multiply. The invitation is for us to play the game of life by emptying ourselves and being filled with Christ, who, as verse 11 says, if the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, He who raised Christ from the dead will give life to your mortal bodies also through His Spirit that dwells in you. The truth is that if we're living in Christ, we ought to be seeing a difference in the amount of sinful practices we're still involved in. Now, I hope you hear me loud and clear. We're not perfect. Lord knows I'm not. But... We ought to be seeing a marked difference and a change in our perspective if we are filled with Christ. If we look back at our lives a month ago, six months ago, a year ago, I pray we see that there is a difference if our focus is on our Lord. The Spirit of Christ doesn't beat us up for our mistakes but rather encourages us to be more aggressively and purposefully living a life that has greater significance beyond ourselves. If there is an issue that we are dealing with, a habit that we have, and we see and we know that that's the way I've been, that's the way I've always been, I pray we don't see that as a cop-out, but we see it as a way of, Lord, I need help in this. I can't do this by myself. I see my peers. I see my friends. I see my family talking about this. I need some help. And we're purposeful towards making a difference going on. That's what the reference is. When we're relying on ourselves, we're not going to see any changes. But if we're relying on the Spirit and asking Him to help lead God and direct us and get us to a different path, then prayerfully we will see a marked difference. Our confidence should not be in our own ability, but in Christ, whose Holy Spirit dwells in us. And folks, I pray we know this, that it's not about us, it's about Him. The key is to keep our focus on Him and not them. To follow his ways and not the ways others want us to go or what we want all the time. Going back to what I said earlier, we're going to slip up in sin. And when we do, Satan wants us to wallow in that self-pity for an extended time in hopes that we'll revert back to that flesh walking. Now granted, we need to have remorse. We need to go to our Lord and ask for forgiveness of our sins. We need to, with His help, to try to learn from those mistakes. But then we need to claim the name of Jesus and receive His forgiveness that He has given to us and get back to the Spirit walking. But here's a final question for us to ponder. How's our recovery time going? When those slip-ups come... Are we listening more to Satan and wallowing in our fleshly desires? Or are we living in the ways of our Lord and trying to learn from our mistakes and getting back up and striving to live for Him on a more consistent basis? We may not like the answers we're having to give right now. But I pray that we don't just close our minds to this, but that we really give some effort and time today and this week over the certain areas that are really weighing on us right now. I pray that what we have seen today is that it comes down to the kind of walking we're doing. And I pray that we... Start choosing that spirit walking a whole lot more than that flesh walking. It's not going to be done on our own. But with help from our Lord, it can become a more consistent walk from this day forward. Let us pray. Gracious Lord, we thank you for today. We thank you for what you're doing in and through us. As we are nearing the very sacred time of Easter, we are still in the middle of this Lenten season. We're still in the middle of seeing the ways in which we may be in error and desiring to live more according to your ways. Lord, it's not easy. Instead, it is rather difficult at times to live the way you would have us to live and not the way the world would have us to live. But give us courage right now. Give us the ability to own up to our sins. To ask for your forgiveness. And to seek your face. As we strive to make the changes that spirit walking requires. Be with any decision that needs to be made. I pray that it will be made in such a way that does bring you that glory, that honor, and that praise. And we ask all these things in your son's precious and holy name. Amen.